Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode... here with Lindsay Roberts. Yay! There should be fanfares and like explosions and (laughs) pyrotechnics can off I feel. Um, And Lindsay is the founder of Strong Like a Mother. I feel like when I say that I should be, I don't feel cool enough to say (laughs) (laughs) And I know Lindsay predominantly, well first and foremost I knew you as a dancer. Mm -hmm. So I'm just dead interested to find out what what was the kind of catalyst for transitioning to becoming a personal trainer and building your empire, which is strong like a mother? <laughs> um, so I think um, a personal training has always been on my agenda because okay. I had a personal trainer. So ah. when I was training to be um, a dancer, I had a personal trainer um, to support me with like some injuries and some postural issues that I had. Um, and when I was working one-to-one with a personal trainer, I was just like this is something that I would love to do I would just wow. I just loved the um like I love to exercise I love the way it makes me feel I love to move and it was different from dance so I danced mm. my whole life and then I had this personal trainer when I was like 19 so it was just okay. different from that um in a different way of moving uh-huh. and it, it there was a lot of empowerment that came uh, for me so that had always been in the back of my mind mm-hmm. and then I kind of put that on back burner and I focused on my dance career and um, you know we were just kind of talking about wanting to be able to do things right away really good at things and that's kind of me as well yeah. I want everything now mm-hmm. me and my business partner Jen we laugh because we're like I want it now you want it yesterday and like we just be similar in that way um, so uh, I think like with my dance career I really I felt anything that wasn't me on a stage dancing was um, a failure like even though I was so passionate about choreography and um, I loved creating work for other people and I got so much out of it anything that wasn't in teaching I mm-hmm. loved teaching it's always been my calling but I felt like it was that was my fallback you know I had okay. to get I had to do the stage thing mm-hmm. and then I'd fall back on teaching obviously now being a teacher and having had a lot of experience teaching I realized that that is really one disrespectful to people who teach for a start it's not something you fall back on it's something that you that you do as your whole thing that you I think it's an inherent thing um teaching and the passion to teach and the ability to teach Mm -hmm. so um I just didn't put the personal training thing aside while I was doing the the dance thing um and then once I started working for dance companies and having my dance teaching career and all my choreography stuff that I did um, I then fell pregnant with uh, Henry and I always had this you know this desire in the back of my mind that I'd love to do something more with exercise when I was pregnant with Henry I, um, I had a, quite a traumatic pregnancy for me maybe mm-hmm. not on the grand scale of things that could go wrong in pregnancy but um, before having Henry I'd had three miscarriages we had struggled to conceive mm-hmm. Henry um, and we'd had like quite a significant loss in our lives, um, or we we knew we were going to lose someone really close to us. Yeah. yeah. Um, that time, so there was a lot of I felt under sh- a lot of pressure, really stressed, and um, I kept just 
bleeding all the time. The wor it was worse when I exercised, so we didn't know. I knew nothing about prenatal exercise mm -hmm. at the time, although I'd been an athlete my whole life. I knew nothing about yeah. um, pregnant people and exercise. So I was cautious because of the miscarriages I'd had, and then I was cautious because I felt like I knew nothing. Of course. And then yeah. I was cautious because it was my first pregnancy that got managed to go past three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. I just felt like I then had to stop doing the thing that I loved, which was moving. Because every time I moved, I was either in really severe pain or a bled. And when I was bleeding, I obviously thought I was going to lose yeah. my baby. So um, I then dis we then discovered that I had something going on with my cervix, which is non-serious and non-related to pregnancy, mm -hmm. but just heightened in pregnancy. And that's where the bleeding was coming yeah. from. But I didn't discover that until after I'd had Henry. Mm -hmm. So that time of being pregnant, meant was a really nervous time for me a lot happening in my life exercise would have been a major benefit yeah. from what we obviously know about exercise that would have been something that would have been incredible for me to be doing at the time but both me and the coaches I was working with had no knowledge and we all felt cautious and we all came to a decision that even my consultant even my midwife that the best thing for me to do would just to be to stop exercising mm. and obviously that had an effect on my mental health yes um, I was already very anxious and for me, and, and I don't know for most people probably, exercise is an outlet for their anxiety or their fears or their worries. So that was, um, that then got worse because I didn't have Yeah, and as someone who was used to moving yeah, all of the time, yeah, it just yeah. must have felt really like an alien time for you, just exactly. being out of sorts and obviously being pregnant anyway and your hormones and oh my yeah. goodness, you must so have just been... It just felt... I felt and I felt very isolated. People were there to help, but nobody seemed to be able to give me an answer. Could I exercise? Was I was I putting my baby at risk? Was I putting myself mm -hmm. at risk? So I didn't even dance, and that at the time was my job. So mm -hmm. I ended up in quite a sort of um, kind of difficult place for me, and my anxiety just built. Although the only thing keeping me kind of stable and going was the fact that I was I had been able to continue the pregnancy and I was going to have my baby yeah um, so uh, that was obviously something I could focus on and I was able to see you know I was able to rationalize it with how I was feeling with my anxiety and see that I was getting this thing that I'd always mm -hmm. desired and I was going to have like in like my family grow which is what I really wanted yeah um so I then had Henry, I had quite a straightforward labour, although it was really long, um, and... What's really long? So, for me, it was four days. Oh my so goodness! if anyone's listening to this who is currently pregnant... That's long for anything. Exactly. That's like, <laughs> four days. Yeah, it was really long, and I'm actually dead grateful for all the endurance training I had done, and all the yoga, like, that had helped me pure focused on my breath like oh my god because I don't know how and also my husband I, I always think when I go in that bath in, my, in the house upstairs uh -huh. of being in labour lying in the bath like some sort of beached whale while um, Michael poured jugs of water <laughs> over me that's like my most like prominent image <laughs> from the whole time um, so yeah a, a long labour um, pretty straightforward in terms of you know, um, we were both safe and nothing um, really dramatic happened, but had, um, you know, things that I didn't know much about, like a second degree tear in my, in my pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then Henry was quite a long baby. So all these things are quite significant in terms of what I now do. So I then went back 
uh, to exercise and no, not to disrespect anyone that I exercised with postnatally because a lot of them were specialists mm. um, and it, it's not, there's nothing that they did. It's just that um, I necessarily, wasn't necessarily doing the right things for me. So it was kind of during that time that I then was able to reflect on my pregnancy and the experience I'd had in my pregnancy and realise that um, I could use that to support other women um, who were going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. Because once I realised that exercise would have helped with the pain and obviously the anxiety, exercise would have helped. um, I I would have been okay. I mean, of course, bleeding and exercise is contraindicated if you're pregnant. You're not really supposed to... But had I known what was causing the bleeding, you know, yeah, and so absolutely, and I thought I had a feeling that there must be answers. There must be other mm. women who are experiencing this and still exercising and still having healthy pregnancies. And I just felt like it was my life mission wow. to become um, someone who specialised in that area to be able to empower women in a way that I didn't. I wasn't able to be empowered because people didn't have the knowledge. That's amazing. So that's what then drove me to train as a personal trainer Mm. and then specialise in um, pre and postnatal exercise and actually I had some really amazing support and mentorship from the people, um, one of the guys Ross, whose gym I currently rent and run, Strong Like a Mother Business, Um, he was behind me from the second that I said I wanted to be a personal trainer and I'm always really grateful for that because you have your friends and family who believe in Well, they're your biggest cheerleaders, Uh uh-huh. But then you have, you know, the people who are really in the industry and who I was inspired by who could see that this was something I was going to be able to do when I necessarily couldn't see that. Yeah, he obviously just recognised that passion and that understanding that you you had for other women then who were in the same or similar position to you. Yeah. I then um, was fortunate enough to have mentorship through the gym and to be offered that as a space for me to run, to start mm. my business and to be supported um, with, you know, reputation, building reputation and stuff like that. And I think because of what I've done, obviously I've been informed by my whole coaching experience, you know, from when I was a dance teacher. Of course. Dance teacher when I was 16. You know, everything that I have done has brought me to this kind of decision to uh, to start the business so yeah it really has been a journey yeah. like for a long time yeah, to get yeah. here but I wonder if you'd ever imagined this is where I you were meant to be I don't know but it feels like home there is nothing in my mind that ever says oh you know if I could just go back to that salaried dance job I had mm. or that job you know because it's a fickle industry it's it's ebbs and flows and there's no linear path it's yeah. all over the place and there's been times where I've been walking out in a major financial deficit you uh-huh. know trying to build something but um I have had immense support from clients and yeah. friends and, and just the real passion that's obviously driving it mm-hmm. that you know for you it is like a lifelong yeah. mission and it's something that you're uber passionate yeah. about and it's just even better that you it can be your income as well. Do you know I mean exactly. it can, you can build a business and you can exactly. you can support your family but at the end of the day you're doing something that you absolutely, absolutely believe in and you yeah. love and you want to keep learning and growing with so it. I which think is that's very inspiring. That, thank you. I think that's something that comes up a lot because obviously you're one to one with people mm. and um, you hear they are sort of oh you know you're going on holiday or you do and I'm like uh, like oh, I've realized this year over the past year how important that 
those holidays and taking rest and breaks and all those things that when we train as dancers probably we don't really <laughs> but you you kind of don't really take down yeah. time and um so uh, i appreciate those things and how important they are now mm-hmm. um, but even just coming back from australia so i was in australia yeah i saw that year, how exciting it was amazing um and god what an incredible place but um coming back to work it was fine to come back you know, it, I came back here in the depths of winter, it was uh-huh. freezing, um, it was raining all the time, it was dark, it was grey and I'd just come from 40 degree heat with yeah. birds of paradise in the back garden but <laughs> it was fine to come back because mm. I absolutely love my job and really? if I was coming back to a 9 to 5 that I didn't love, mm-hmm. um, that's not to disrespect a 9 to 5 but that's no. not my bad, no, no. then oh, like I would be absolutely yeah, miserable just the worst thing ever. from... I don't know if you've, have you been to Australia. I haven't. It's like paradise. I bet. It's incredible, and the lifestyle is is very different from what we're used to. Yeah. All that vitamin D they have. <laughs> um, so um, to come back from that like incredible place with my family um, and and family that live over there, yeah. uh, and to still feel happy was like was just like affirmation or you know reiterating the fact for me that I am absolutely in the right place, and this is. Definitely. And the fact that you had taken that time and known that that's important too, yeah, exactly. to be with your family and to reap the benefits mm-hmm. of running your own business. And, totally. you know, and you know, I saw that you were still out there and working out and yeah. <laughs> still doing your daily practice, yeah, yeah. which is obviously really important to you. Yeah. But, you know, it's like feeling like mm-hmm. the soul and taking time out for yourself to then bring back the exactly. best version of yourself to then put it back into what you do for other people. Yeah because you'll be such an inspiration and a mentor for so many women that you're working with that you need to be yeah. top form. Of you course. need to be the best version yeah. of yourself and that's difficult if you're just going, going and going. Yes. And you'll know that from teaching dance and stuff, you know, that you're up there, you're it's like almost like a performance yes. every day, goodness, even, yeah. even though if it's just, you know, in front of a class. So yeah. you need to be topping yourself up and yeah. looking after yourself. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think that's one of my big... Uh, things and one of the things that I really try to make clear through the social media platforms and stuff like that is like how important we are as individuals and mm. how worthy we are as individuals and that you deserve that time for you whatever that is whether that is an hour at the gym or whether that is an hour lying on the couch you know mm-hmm. I think especially as women and probably um, a lot of the time as well for people who have children there's that feeling of um, oh I, I can't dedicate time to myself mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm the I'm the here to look after everyone yeah. else um, so yeah I think that's something that's really really important to me and I can't preach that to everyone else and not live it myself no that's very true not beating yourself up mm-hmm. for lying down on the couch exactly, or you know if that's your bag mm-hmm. like you say it's not like there's not one version of and that's that is what I get from your social media and that's why I wanted you to do the <laughs> podcast <laughs> Jimmy, because social media media is a highlight real yeah. a lot of the time mm-hmm. but what I get from your social media is very real mm-hmm. and what the ethos that I think yeah. strong like a mother is mm-hmm. in the sense that just it's about being you and what's yeah. right for you yeah, yeah. and it's not this version yeah, yeah. that like this you know perfect version exactly. of who a woman should be or how your body should be or how you should work out it's like finding the right fit for yes. you exactly. um and not giving yourself a hard time yeah totally. you know because we were talking about um meditation with Connie McLaughlin that mm-hmm. was on the podcast last week and you know and I was saying oh I love meditating but like oh, I'm terrible I've, I'm totally not disciplined and she mm-hmm. was like but that's almost worse than not meditating like that chat yeah. that you have with yourself yeah, yeah. and give yourself uh-huh. a hard time mm-hmm. you know it's fine if you're not meditating because yeah. you're maybe not in the space to do it yeah but that 
chat that you're mm-hmm. saying to yourself yeah, that's so exactly. like not productive yeah, totally. and I guess that's the same with like oh I've never I've not been to the gym for mm-hmm. X amount of days or years or months or yeah, whatever yeah. it is right well like do something for yourself yeah, yeah. now yeah, and totally. don't don't look back and no, go no. I did, should have done this and I didn't do that and mm-hmm. yeah because I am working with women in the pre and postnatal period mm-hmm. of their lives, I obviously I think you you'll have seen and heard that kind of thing as well about people bouncing back, getting them back to things. Yes, and we do become really attached to what we were before because mm-hmm. I think that I know there is an expectation. In fact, we glorify that. You know, she's just bounced back, hasn't she? Oh, look at her. It's that celebrity like culture thing you see yeah. on the magazines and social media. Like it's so much must be so much pressure. Yeah. For women that totally. have just had children, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? To to think, well, I need to be like you say, yeah. that version of exactly myself, or even maybe even a better version yeah. of uh-huh. or what they think is a better uh-huh. version. I need to prove that I can do all of this. I need to. You're you some know, sort of superhuman. Uh-huh, yeah, because there's that expectation there, mm-hmm. um, and even for people who've not had children, you know, as we age and our bodies change and what we could do and keep up with, even mm-hmm. two or three years ago becomes you know, different to what uh-huh. we can do now and it's just I think human nature to be attached to that sense of oh, I want to get back to what I was mm-hmm. doing then and then that becomes a pressure of, you know, a year ago I was at the hitting the gym five times a week and now I don't even go at all and then that overwhelming pressure yeah. stops you from being able to just go once a week. Yeah. Which which is more than zero times. Allowing yourself um, to do the thing, even if you go once a week and then you don't go for three weeks, mm-hmm. and then you go again once a week. Yeah. You know, you're just doing it when you can without uh-huh. the all or nothing. Yes. And we're just so harsh with ourselves, never mind like. Like the stuff that you say to yourself, you'd never say it to anyone else. But you know the chat that goes yeah. on in the head, and yeah. and it's just like stopping you from like mm-hmm. living your life, really. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. and you must like feel with the community that you've built mm-hmm. that then everyone's supporting one another. Like not only you are supporting all these yeah, women, yeah. but they'll be supporting oh. each other. They'll be supporting you. Yeah, uh-huh, like yeah. that just must be a great feeling. Yeah, I like to talk about that quite a lot because that's something. I like to think that I've, you know, I know how things are going to plan out. I know, I know, I like to be in control, and I know what's going to happen, and that's going to lead to that. But um, with this, um, with the business, I never expected. I expected to be the host, the person who was facilitating the community. I didn't expect to receive or to get back from that mm-hmm. community in the way that I do, and I think that that's. Well, I hope that that's a positive for the people that I work with. That. Um, that being able to be vulnerable and be myself and allowing them to see that I'm not some superhuman who works out six times a week and never feels knackered and yeah. never cries over something really irrational <laughs> and never like you know never says or does things that are wrong you know I think because I grew up being such a perfectionist and being in an industry where perfectionism is strived for or yeah. you know that's kind of where, you, where you're told you need to be or you're not going to get what you want to get I think that now I'm kind of almost a rebel against that <laughs> I'm kind of on the show that I'm not um, I'm not perfect and I don't have to be and neither no. does anyone else so I think that for me has been an incredible thing that I never expected and I guess if they're you know if they're seeing something to you in a workout or you know just a passing comment mm-hmm. or thanking you appreciating mm-hmm. what you're doing for them that's a buzz for them oh. as well on top of the yeah, workout yeah. on top of the exactly. advice on top of the support that you've given them yeah. if they feel that they can give back to you totally. in any way shape or form yeah. 
that's just yeah, wonderful exactly. you know that's given them that opportunity to support another woman mm-hmm, you exactly, know exactly. it's brilliant it's really <laughs> super inspiring <laughs> what uh, might, might be obvious might not be um when you're in coming up with a name for the business yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um how did that come about um so i wanted something that um, I wanted a brand, so I wanted something that could people could relate to and that people could be part of. So it wasn't Lindsay Roberts personal training, yeah. um, or something. Not that, no disrespect to that kind of name. Not what I That's just not for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wanted a brand. I wanted to see it on um, hoodies. What you to, can. Yeah, I wanted to see it, you know, in lights. That's what I wanted. Brand that people saw and thought, oh, I, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, so uh, I started thinking about names and I was blooming asking everyone. You might have seen it on my Facebook. I was asking constantly for people to give me, you know, what could it be? Because yeah. I wanted to incorporate the fact that I didn't only do strength training. I did um, yoga and I was mm-hmm. a dancer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were all these avenues that a client could go down. Um, and that it wasn't, I, was, I wasn't pushing for the go hard or go home boot camp style mentality. Yeah, yeah. That I was trying to create this community, this tribe of people. Um, and although, you know, I am a woman and I can only speak from a woman's perspective, um, I wanted to be able to offer a service to men as well. Mm. And I wanted to be able to empower men of also. Course. So, and especially obviously having a son as well, I'm aware, like, you know, that I, want, I wanted to work with men and women yeah. um, and to be able to work with young people and stuff like that. So I didn't want to use mama or mother mm-hmm. or anything that would pigeonhole me that I only worked with. Yeah. Because at that point when I was developing the name, I already, already had interest in, in male clientele. So I didn't want to say, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll train you, but you know, I'm not... Hey, keep it on the down low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll not be on my social yeah, media. exactly. <laughs> so... Um, so I started thinking about, you know, what, what I kind of wanted it to be. I knew it had to have something to do with strength in it. Because mm. for me, uh, growing up, I guess, as a really small person, you know, I am no, I don't have any great stature. <laughs> I'm short. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've always been really small. Mm. And I've I always felt like I couldn't be heard. This really little person who was quite meek and quiet, but who had all these big ideas. And they just weren't really ever heard because I wasn't, I didn't fit certain ideals. So for me, strength training and learning to lift weights and being able to do some of the like stuff that I can do that I never thought I would ever be able to achieve. And you can lift weights, yeah. so let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that has been life changing for me. Mm. So empowering, um, and it makes me it makes me feel I can take up space. It makes me feel bigger. It makes me feel you know powerful. Mm. It empowers me in so many ways. So I knew that strong had to be in there because. I don't know that I feel sometimes when people look at me, maybe they don't see strong until they see what I'm doing and then they see, they're like, oh my God, she's so strong. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew if it was just me, well, I thought if it was just me, I maybe couldn't quite represent strong. So I wanted strong to be in there. Somewhere. Yeah. And the, the way that you speak about what you do, <laughs> like there's so much strength and power in there. Like yeah. you're like lighting up and filling <laughs> the room right now. <laughs> you are strong in everything that you've achieved uh-huh. so it's strength of mind and yeah, strength of will exactly. you know it's all of that as well as it's like physical, physical strength yeah it's yeah yeah everything um so i knew that I had to be in there and then i wanted something a wee bit edgy and a wee bit cool <laughs> that's something i aspired to be i don't come across as edgy and cool so i thought I you know i'm gonna go for this i love that whole um well you like 
you know, kind of like some of the jobs I've had have been quite, I really like that whole vintage sort mm. of um, Sailor Jerry type um, uh, feel uh-huh. to things. So I wanted that kind of tattoo type logo. Brilliant. Because I just thought, you know, I was dead inspired by like um, the Selfish Mother. Bl- yes, uh huh. That's right, yeah. And I just thought, you know, what an amazing brand and what a logo and what a thing you look at that and you know that's them mm. so um amazing small business so i was really inspired by that and i wanted people to be able to wear my stuff and and feel cool and feel strong and feel totally. um, so i'm quite fortunate in that my husband is a, he is a builder but he did um, animation and design at that uni cool and um, so you can really draw like, okay really draw, do you design so your logo cool. yeah uh-huh. amazing so, i didn't know that that's I awesome <laughs> i gave him and i was like i want it to have a barbell i want people uh-huh. to know that they're coming to me, I'm going to show them how they can lift barbells and stuff. Yeah. for women. That's not something we often do. Mm. A lot of us feel intimidated in the weights area. We're going to the gym, we run on the treadmill. You know, that's a big generalisation. Obviously, the, the winds are completely changing now. Yes, incredible. Uh-huh. But um, I wouldn't have known what to do with a barbell yeah, yeah. four years ago. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted people to know that. But then I still wanted there to be that softness. And that's where the heart in the, in the barbell yeah. comes from. Um, and then obviously that's representing passion and all that kind of stuff. Of course. So, so um, he actually came up with Strong Like a Mother. Uh-huh. We were edging towards Strong Like a, Strong as a, you know, and then obviously that's a kind of, well, that's kind of tongue-in-cheek to a phrase that yes. exists. Um, and that was kind of how we got it. Brilliant. He drew it up and I just fell in love with it and now... It, it means everything to uh-huh, me. Like, I bet. I, I, it's so nice name. that he was able to do that oh, for you as well because like, it's very, it's so personal exactly. that it wasn't just some, some random exactly, graphic designer. Exactly do you mean? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, he did that and like, you know, I feel like it's recognisable, you know. Mm. My son recognises it and my dad is dead proud of it, my mum's. So, uh-huh. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. It's wonderful. <laughs> if a client comes to you and says tells you their story or yeah. where they want to be or mm-hmm. how do you then tailor you know a plan for them because that must be so difficult if you're you're only one person yeah. and you're trying to help all these people and they all have different needs and yeah. abilities yeah. and you know strengths and weaknesses and mm-hmm. that must be really hard I think to to then tailor make a, a pro you yeah. know a program for them I think like um that is really hard mm-hmm. and like um I've, I've kind of mentioned uh, Jen already but yeah. um that kind of was where I started to feel I'd hit my ceiling in that I was getting a lot of inquiries and a lot of people I really wanted to help and support but I was starting to burn out because it is difficult to Mm -hmm. individualise everything and I really want to take everyone's unique needs into account. I don't want to. I don't want to be working with a mum of three whose a husband works away a lot or isn't and is she's bearing the load of all the looking after the children mm-hmm. and she's got to be full on present in her life looking after kids is hard yeah um, i don't want her to be coming to me and i'm just throwing her through any old workout just because she can yeah and then she leaves and she's gubbed and mm-hmm. she's irritable and she can't wait for bedtime which you're already feeling if you've got three <laughs> kids <laughs> but you know she's i want her to be leaving the gym feeling empowered feeling strong ready to get on with her day can tackle anything energy to play with the kids energy to do the things she needs to do around the house if she doesn't have that support mm. um so like i'm really all about 
people's unique needs and that's what I want to be able to do for them but I was getting to a stage where I was wasn't able to take on yeah. more and I was starting to feel that I was not providing my full potential and one-to-one in the moment I don't think or I hope <laughs> none of my clients would ever have thought that no but, what but that's I'm the perfectionist in you yeah, exactly. that's who you are see, yeah yeah, yeah there's more here mm. and I'm so knackered trying to do it all, do all the things. Be all the people yeah, for everybody. Yeah, that um, I thought I really, in order for the, this business to scale and for us to reach the amount of people that we want to reach, I need to bring someone else in. And it was kind of like she fell out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I was thinking that, uh, this like incredible, and if you do follow me on social media, you know how incredible mm-hmm. she is. Um, Jen appeared... Um, it just so happened that she was in a point in her life where she could, um, she wanted to change and mm-hmm. she could come into the business and um, she she has been behind the brand, you know, grateful and honoured to be part of the brand and I, for me that's one of the biggest compliments I've ever had in my life, of something course. that I've built, someone who had any kind of potential to go anywhere and work anywhere decided to come and work with me and, and help me build this, so um, I think like that's now how that's how we go forward now. That's yeah. how we um, that's how we do look after everyone's unique yeah. needs and yeah. uh, serve everyone the way we want to. Before that, I was you know I was doing I had all the beliefs and the drive, mm. and the passion, the creativity, but I needed I needed someone else. Yeah, to come in. and I guess you could have could have managed yeah. and just but for you yeah. being you yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had to be right and yeah. it had to be right for everybody exactly. and like you're not just doing it because you know it works and exactly. it'll make you money exactly. you're doing it because you're super passionate yeah. about it and you're a people person yeah. and you want to get it right for mm-hmm. everybody and i want to evolve and yes. i want to have the space to evolve yeah without taking anything away from the the clients and the loyalty and the people of course have. yeah because you'll have people with you from the very yeah, beginning exactly. and they'll stay with you for mm-hmm. a long time probably yeah. you know as they go through their life and and have more children or whatever exactly. you know in every every stage of life mm-hmm. in terms of growth um what what are you doing or what have you done as you've went mm-hmm. through the business so far to to grow and expand <laughs> and your own kind of personal yeah. journey and learning and i know yeah. i mean i've seen things mm-hmm. on social media and i think mm-hmm. that's really inspiring as well because to be running a business mm-hmm and be the expert that you are you're still you're still out there (laughs) looking for more information like that's very inspiring to find the time and the space for Mm -hmm. that must be quite difficult it is difficult like especially with having such a young child and that's why I'm ever grateful to have someone like Jen as well who has children herself Mm. and not that that's the I would have had to run the board if she didn't the fact that she understands and everyone understands the time that I'm not having with Henry is you know I'll never have that time back with him um, so I'm taking time away from him in order to build something that I believe wholeheartedly and I know is going to continue to be successful as long as as long as we're fully behind it mm-hmm. um, so I it, it's hard to find the time to dedicate um, to the further learning and everything mm. but once I'd done the level three I knew I wanted my specialism in pre and postnatal so I did like a kind of lay qualification okay. like you know just something to to help me get on the the ladder yeah like that and then quickly realized that that was not enough information and actually um, now feel quite strongly about the fact that those kind of qualifications shouldn't be there mm-hmm. they're not enough 
information beyond what you would actually just learn in your level three personal okay. trainer qualification. They don't go into enough detail. They don't consider women as individuals. You know, it's very generalised. Mm-hmm. So I realised that quite quickly, and I I appreciate how lucky that was for me to realise that and not to follow down a path that could have led the business down. Yeah. Path yeah. Okay. If I had been going by the kind of guidelines mm-hmm. and the, the little amount I'd learned in that qualification, mm-hmm. so I then started working with Girls Gone Strong. I don't know if you've ever looked at any. Of their oh stuff, no, I haven't. Yeah. They're a really cool company empowering uh, women. Um, so they they started a qualification and I went and trained with them. Oh. I've done some stuff with Jenny Burrell, who if anyone knows anything about postnatal pre and postnatal exercise, she's one of the leaders okay. um, in educating um, coaches. So um, I've done some stuff with her in terms of qualification. I've got an advanced uh, CPD um, with her uh, in postnatal exercise and mm-hmm. nutrition. And then... Recently, I've been doing this stuff with Anthony Lowe, who's the physio detective, who's like all about female working with female athletes. A female athlete being someone who goes who, who trains yeah. in any capacity yeah. once a week, ten, okay. minutes, ten minutes a day, uh-huh. six times a week, an hour and a half a day. You know? mm. So that was um, in super empowering and informative, and has actually changed the way we look at a lot of things. Wow, which I always love. I want yeah. to be challenged all the time. So. That kind of thing for me, challenging my biases and the stories that I tell myself and things I know, <laughs> it's just, for some people that's like, oh my God, don't do that to me. But for mm-hmm. me, that's where I want to be Great. quite a lot of Yeah, time. you don't want to get too comfy. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of some of the stuff that I've, that I've done. Um, we've obviously grown the business in terms of the, um, the courses that we now offer for new mums. Um, that have been hugely successful and it's like I just don't know where all these women come from I just think it's amazing I don't know how they find me and I don't know how they end up there but that for me like coming from that teaching mm. teaching classes yeah you know you feel that sense of community you know in some of the projects like we've done together and the kids all come together and the way everyone bounces off each other it's just nothing better amazing. Yeah. yeah so um, being able to now introduce that into a business that previously had been always on a kind of one-to-one mm. basis um, has been amazing. Um, so that's kind of where must be nice on. when you see like people, you know, like making new friends with yes. other people and you know sharing stories uh-huh. and getting you know out. It just must be like you must be so proud. I am. Like I'm really proud this is my baby. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I made this happen. <laughs> <laughs> I am, and I'm dead grateful to be able to do it. Like. Um, so I realise that this is a difficult industry and I realise that I've had a lot of privileges that have helped me get to this place and I'm just, I'm so grateful to be able to provide that platform for people. It's just, um, you know, it might not be humongous right now, but it's so big for me. It's so successful it. and it's so empowering just to see it happen, like unfold on yeah. social media, like everything that you put on. I'm like, oh, I want to be part of that gang. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, makes me want to work out yeah. and that's saying something. Like, I'll dance all day long, but um, um, you'll not get me in a gym very often. <laughs> but you do maybe want to go, yeah. go to your gym and work out with you. <laughs> yeah, I think um, that's kind of the biggest thing that's happened recently is that being able to, when we start, Jen and I started working together, that was something that we really talked about, was mm-hmm. how do we go from these one-to-one sessions where everyone is seeing the support that we give them to and the benefits of that and we're loving that to creating this actual community where everyone knows who each other is even if they don't see each other in their sessions so we've got your Facebook groups and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff but um, there's nothing like 
face-to-face no and i mean that's the joy and the beauty of social media like yeah. i use it for my business you mm-hmm. know like i've spoke about this before like you know i would never play it like you know put it down yeah but in a world where we are online mm-hmm. too much mm-hmm. then to to build communities like yeah. that is so important people and people are exercising mm-hmm. moving together and being vulnerable together yeah. and and you know being victorious yeah, together exactly. is so important so it really important. is and that's why we've kind of started moving into we, it's dead important to me and it's really important to jen as mm. well i know that because she's she's told me that to be able to give back you know we've all had experiences in our life where we've um, received support and encouragement and you know they might be big and they might be small yeah um but to then be able to be in a position where the business is working in such a way that allows us time or a financial support or whatever to be able to offer things back to yeah. people and i saw you had done your yeah. thousand burpees the other <laughs> yeah. day there so tell us a wee bit about that because okay. that was um, well i was just knackered <laughs> even think about it um, so we were invited by um, Two Birds Fitness, which is a, an independent um, sort of little boutique uh, studio, to go and take part in this Thousand Burpee Challenge. Um, and it was held at Health Hub Studios, which is in town in Glasgow, um, which is a, actually a gorgeous space. And it was really amazing to be invited yeah. to be in there. Um, and there were other gyms or um, like brands invited. And we were asked to choose a charity to raise money for um, and then given a target to hit mm-hmm. and that was kind of it the rest of it you could you could have as many people on your team you had to have a minimum of four okay um, but past that you could have whoever you wanted cool. so we decided uh, and uh, Jane actually put it to me that we should choose Blair's charity mm-hmm. who and Blair is the son of Pamela who is someone who's trained with me now since my first bulletproof course wow so she was like she's like one of my champions like yeah. she's one of our, the brand's champions she just is so I feel it's made a big difference in her life because she tells us that yeah I know that <laughs> um, and she talks about it a lot and she you know she's a real big woman's woman so yeah. I know she's supporting other women in small brands and and she has two children she has toby who's just turned one and she's got blair who's three blair has a really rare genetic condition Mm -hmm. and um obviously that brings with it a lot of challenges in their lives um and we just wanted to be able to support that that's awesome the footage that you put on the other day there on instagram was just amazing I mean, it just it lit up every photo like, that he was in, and um, to see you all there, like yeah. doing doing that, and just and just were all having a great time and working hard, and everybody was yeah. just getting involved and stuck in, and he was there. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, I think that's brilliant. Why I feel so emotional is for me, like I'm sure you can hear how important it is for me to give back and to be able to give to others. That's a big part of my personality yeah. in general. But to see that come together through something that that we've built and then for all those people to give up their time yeah. you know I think we had 10 people on our team some of those people don't train with us right you know, okay just follow us on Instagram or through the gym or and they came along to support Pamela and Blair and Adam and Toby and I just think I just love that part of human nature yeah. and it's so like there's nothing better than there, that there isn't no. like just the fact that people will do that um, for someone else mm-hmm. I just and to be able to be a part of that just it was so meaningful yeah. um, and I'm so grateful that we managed to make a difference for them and take some pressure off of them and you know give him the future part work a little bit towards the future that he deserves 
because I know that they faced a lot of hardship and I just mm, think yeah. to be able to do that for someone so close to us was just that's great amazing. and all of that energy all that good stuff just yeah. feeds right back into exactly. like what you're doing that'll fuel the next <laughs> yeah. adventure that you yeah. go on and the next person that you're going to yeah. help you know totally. it really does like it's for, for the, the soul like it's very inspiring <laughs> out of everything that you do like you know like you're just one inspiring person yeah. but um, that, that was really cool to see yeah. like I think that's marvellous thank you very so, much so what is next for you <laughs> <laughs> as if you're not up to a, a, enough <laughs> Is there, a, is there a bucket list? Is there a to-do um, list? Is there? Yeah, there's like, you know, we just want to be able to reach as many people as possible. This journey for both of us, like Jen and I, and all the people we serve and all the clients we've had, you know, past and and present, has clearly this kind of, we've everything's made a difference in people's mm. lives have been changed in big ways and small ways. And I just want to be able to offer that on a grand yeah. scale without, you know, taking away from... The people that were already working of course with. but um i want everyone to understand how empowering the community feels and i want everyone to understand how worthy they are and how valued they are and i just i've had major major problems with imposter syndrome and body dysmorphia and eating disorders and insecurities of all kinds that a lot of which come from the industry that, mm-hmm. that um, we've both been part of so i've felt disempowered and i've felt small and i've felt only worth how I look and I felt you know that my voice isn't valid and doesn't need to be heard and I felt like oh I'm just a really small woman who's a dancer who you know doesn't have a big fancy science degree and I've got nothing to give anyone I've been in those places and I've been in the oh I've got a bit of body fat I'm never going to be a dancer so I'm just worthless I've I felt all those things so I and I felt the difference that um, the journey I've been on and the how I now approach my food and how I look at my exercise and how I live my life and try to like we've talked about look after myself yeah. I've felt the empowerment of that and mm. I've seen it infiltrate and be passed on to all the people that we work with um, and I know Jane has had similar experiences which is why this works so well and uh, I think we just want to be able to give that that little nugget of feeling good to as many people as we can um, so we have some exciting plans that I unfortunately can't take <laughs> you, you weren't going to say that <laughs> um, thought we were going to get a Ron the Brave exclusive there it's all good <laughs> but um, only because I don't want to spoil this surprise, no of course but, um, no it's dead exciting though <laughs> Like, you know, we've used lots of big words like empowering and inspiring and um, the motivation that you mm-hmm. give others. Um, but it's for me, the podcast is about people and their passions. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very evident that you're passionate about what you do. And that is gold when you can find something mm-hmm. that you want to do. Yeah. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day there talking about their, their young person not knowing what they wanted to do. And quite yeah. often when we are younger, we don't know or we think we know or and everything that's led you to here like mm-hmm. you said is part of your your journey and yeah. I'm not sure if you would I don't want to speak for you I'm not yeah. sure if you would want to change anything yeah. or if you've failed chapters and said mm-hmm. that's that's that yeah. was meant to be or whatever it may be but just to land on the thing that, you, that totally drives you <laughs> yeah. uh-huh and it makes you want to get yeah. up like you say it makes you want to come back yeah, from Australia, Australia. <laughs> I, think back. I think him like I think I've always felt and I'm aware of how privileged I've been to mm. 
have always had a vocation or a thing, you know, with starting with the dance in 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 a, when I was three years old and being on stage and being um, and acting and singing mm. and teaching and uh, I've always had a job that I've loved. You know, I've done your restaurant jobs and yeah. your bank um, temping jobs and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, but I was always working towards these these things that I really yeah. and I realise that that's not a position that everyone is in. Um, and I'm aware, true. like I'm aware of how how lucky I am, like you say, to have found that thing mm. that just absolutely drives me. And I hope that that's what makes the business attractive to people because it's led by someone who ultimately. I, I want to do this no matter what yeah. this is something and I guess if you're training people that are doing a job that mm-hmm. they maybe didn't want yeah. but it's just like a means to an end yeah, or whatever yeah. wherever they are in their life that you're offering that like you say that nugget of yeah. time but you well, know for yeah. a hobby for well-being for yeah. themselves like it's not their job it's mm-hmm. not their their income kind of thing but it's just when they have got that yeah. half an hour or an hour or whatever it is in the day yeah. that they can find the joy mm-hmm. that is working out yeah. and, and doing something for themselves yeah, exactly. and being part of a community and yeah. feeling like they can be totally themselves yeah. and that yeah. they're not pressuring themselves to be like a certain size or yeah. a certain look or yeah. you know exactly. being able to lift it exactly. x amount or whatever it's just, just do you yeah. be, you know you do you and i'll yeah. do me and yeah. it'll all be fab yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and exactly. celebrating your uniqueness exactly. you know exactly. no that's that's pretty special stuff yeah. there and i guess being a mum do you think being a mum mm-hmm. and doing what you do mm-hmm. has gone like hand in hand? Is that something I that think so? Like you... I don't think that it's necessary um, for someone to do what I do and have had um, children. I know plenty of successful people um, who do similar, who are in similar roles to me, um, who haven't had children. But I think for me in my journey, having Henry, um, and I should have probably said this more actually, is what it's what drove me to do this in the first place. You know my pregnancy and then giving birth to him was something that changed me like in a way that I, I don't think anything else ever would have mm-hmm. and um, I found my voice through having Henry because you're I was aware of this little person I now also had to speak for yeah. it wasn't really an option to be I've always been you know that I've always been driven and passionate mm, and, absolutely know, and, and happy to talk about my opinions but um, a lot of that imposter syndrome diminished because, and a lot of those feelings of insecurity diminished because he's got ultimate faith in me, you know, so like... You're it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're the expert, yeah, apparently. And everything, so... And I wanted to be able to be that for him. Yeah. And, like, for, for me as well, growing up where I did and the things that I saw in my sort of childhood and, and through my, my life... Um, it was so, it's so important to me that Henry's surrounded by strong women. So important. Michael's mum, who's not with us anymore, was incredibly strong. And it's really important to me that Henry sees that, yeah. um, is surrounded by that, is respectful of women, is, you know, he's coming into a place of privilege being born a male, currently the way things um, are. And I know that's like generalising, but, you know, there may be certain ins- things that he gets as a given um, mm-hmm. and hopefully things will change and it won't always be it won't be like that but it's really important to me that he sees women as people like him and he doesn't he isn't um, you know disrespectful and he doesn't think that they're just small and emotional and you know yeah. uh, weaker versions of men it's yeah. really important to me that he sees women standing up next to him you know and that um, he empowers all people absolutely um, 
so I think I, I really value obviously being his mother for loads of reasons but especially is because it, it really drives me to um, to do this thing for him that he can be inspired yeah. by and there's no doubt in my mind that he's grown up with a mum yeah. that's on it <laughs> like he he's a he's a lucky boy yeah. to have you as a mum and I think like I attribute like a lot of my husband's amazing qualities that I love about him to his mum and how she brought him up yeah. and her strength and her power and his sisters and their strength and their mm. power and um, and then a lot of the things that are in me my confidence my independence my drive my passion that comes from my own mother and the people that I'm the women I was surrounded with growing up so um, that's kind of one of my big things that I really want him to yeah see. it's that family that community sense yeah. again that you know we're all equal we all exactly. have we all we all belong here yeah. and we can all help and support each mm-hmm. other and we're um, all allowed you can, to be strong. We're all allowed to cry. Yeah. We're all allowed to show all of our feelings. And the fact that you know you're you're mentioning like imposter syndrome and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I think for maybe new mums as well, like or oh, people em- embarking on yeah. maybe becoming a mum, mm-hmm. there must be that sense of like I'll be even more of an imposter because yeah. I won't I I won't have a clue. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the fact that you're saying like you had imposter syndrome yeah, yeah. and becoming a mum actually you had to step up yeah. and you had to go, I'm it, I'm yeah. not an imposter, exactly. I'm definitely I'm meant at, to be yeah, here. I gotta be here. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think it, And just figuring it out. Yeah. And that has empowered you to then create this amazing empire Thanks, <laughs> that is obviously helping so many people. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So I'm um, super impressed by Thanks you you're awesome Thanks. thank you so, so you? much for doing this <laughs> thank you i'm for just a blasty with a microphone and <laughs> no, <I'm not>. <laughs> and <blathering. laughs> this next bit is called okay. the quick fire round right. you can i mean you can have time to think about it i can edit it i've okay. had i've had minutes of silence where people have to think about it <laughs> if you could switch lives mm-hmm. with anyone oh so it doesn't need to be a famous person okay. i think sometimes that's a go-to. Uh-huh. Uh, anyone at all for a day, who would it be? I mean, I think like you all like for for me, I would really like to see what it's like to be a famous person. Uh-huh. So that's kind of where my head is going. Cool, that's fine. Away. There's nothing wrong with that. So like, um, <laughs> I'd probably want to know. I'll, I'll say this and then I'll go. Oh, why didn't that sound better? <laughs> this um, is what everybody <laughs> says. Why don't I think of something witty and yeah, smart? Yeah, yeah, just like, so okay. good. <laughs> like, I would really like to live a day in the life of like. Well, obviously he's not alive anymore, but like Prince. Yes. Or like someone with like incredible musical talent that I mm. don't have. Right. Um, and like feel what it's like to like play guitar like that. Ah. And stand in front of all those like thousands and millions of people and yeah yeah and then what do they do when they come off stage prince in his <laughs> yeah, heyday yeah yeah I need to see like what is that like to to actually i suppose it's relative isn't it because i'm trying to build something i'm so passionate about mm. what is it like to be at your ultimate the top yeah How do, what's it like when you get there like do you feel like you're at the top or do you still think it's constantly like feeling there's somewhere else mm-hmm. that you need to be yeah. Mm, that's yeah. a good one. See, that was very profound as an answer. <laughs> what or who oh God. Okay. makes you laugh? Everything makes me laugh. People say this to me all the time, like when they see pictures of me on days, like celebration days, like weddings and stuff, they're like, I can just hear your laugh. Because I just really laugh at everything. Um, and I think it's so, um, it's like food for the soul. Yeah. 
But um, Henry like, <laughs> just makes me laugh like all the time. And um, one of the things that probably keeps Michael and I together through some of the hardest <laughs> stuff that we've had to go through with me building my uh, empire. Yes, now, that's what, that's what it is. Um, so Michael just it has an ability to make me laugh. Mm. Um, and he probably doesn't even mean it. <laughs> He's an unconscious comedian, yeah. is he? <laughs> um, so that my son and my husband there, that's not as profound. That is cool. I think that's perfect. <laughs> night in or mm. night out? Oh, night in for sure. Change days, totally. <laughs> I was all, I'm such a party animal. I love to be out and I love to dance. Well, I was um, going to say, I yeah. saw some snazzy disco attire that you were donning not that long ago so you'll get me out for a special event like that like at SWG3 I love this so we went to that um, Studio 54 night amazing I went to like a Fleetwood Mac disco cool and now next week actually all of us Jen and Michael and a few other friends Mm -hmm. are going to a Kylie discotheque yes so (laughs) these kind of things I am out yes but I would Ultimately, probably rather be in my pajamas eating Chinese food, Fair watching dues. TV, because that's something actually I never get to do. <laughs> Tonight I'll do that. I'll Good. Just sit on the sofa, probably get a takeaway, and we'll just watch TV. But um, that's perfect. quite rare for me. I'm normally like, oh, I've got work to do. I better do this and that. So. Listen, I'm hearing a lot of people going, oh, thank goodness she said that because she, <laughs> she's just this fitness fanatic who looks amazing. She must just eat kale all the time. So I'm sure there's lots of people going, oh, thank goodness. That's great to hear that she's got a balanced life and sometimes she gets a takeaway. Sometimes, often, we can go down the often route for that. Do you have a lucky number? And if so, why is it lucky? I don't think I have a lucky number. I mm-hmm. quite like threes, thirteen, and like, but that's just because I like to go against the grain. Yeah, yeah I'm a rebel, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, I, am, yeah. <laughs> um, I always liked threes, you know, when I was choreographing, or I really like the I like three, um, and then I like to pretend that thirteen's my lucky number because it freaks people out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't have anything that I'm like, oh, oh, that's with that's my lucky number. Uh-huh. I'll go for that. No. Now you've put that out there. If you ever play the lottery, you'll need to have some threes in there. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) What's the most on-brand story about you when you were little? The thing that you did when you were wee that's like, oh, that's totally, Lindsay. That's, yeah. (laughs) I had, like, I've got a real obsession with Kylie Minogue. I'm not that um, full-on about that on my social media. Okay. (laughs) See, I knew we would get some exclusive on this. That's exclusive. She likes Kylie. Um, And I used to have these videos Mm -hmm. um, of her early music videos. Yes. I had this set of curling, I didn't have a set of curling irons. My mum must have had a set of Uh curling tongs. And I used to just stand in front of the TV, always naked. Of course. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> Pretending that was my mic and just sing to those um, videos all day long. That's something that I really remember. Uh-huh. I think it's probably just from being told about it and seeing photos. But yeah. Uh, that was something that, like, guaranteed if you came into my house, I believe as a child I'd be naked singing to Kylie <laughs> What's your, uh, what's your favourite Kylie song? I'm intrigued. Um, I, I really like, um, have you ever heard Your Disco Needs You? Do you know that one? Oh, I don't know if I do. It's quite empowering, actually. Yeah. It's like pure like, camp disco magic. Oh, no, maybe I have, because I think I've seen the Kylie musical. Yeah. Oh, it might be in that. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's probably, probably in, in that. that. Um, so that's one of my favourites. 
No, I'm going to going to have to Spotify that. To be honest, I just won't get up and dance to anything. And yeah. so, like, I'm really into my, like, rock music mm. and, like, like, like Zeppelin and, like, Whitesnake. And, like, it's not it's not really my vibe. I don't know if it comes across to my vibe, but, like, she's just... I just think it's because I grew up listening to her. And I just think it's that kind of feel-good dance, like, yeah. disco music. I really do love a bit of disco, so I like that. She's totally defying time. She just reinvents exactly. herself all the time. Like, and she just keeps coming back and you're like, she still looks totally. the same. Like, she's not aged. Yeah. And she's so inspiring. <laughs> yes, right? she is. As a, very as much so. And to have, like, survived the decades, like, in, yeah. in the pop music industry is just incredible. As a solo artist as well, like, and ultimately it's probably made some huge sacrifices like in her life mm. and I just I'm dead inspired by it as yeah well. like, absolutely I've still got a Kylie vinyl Oh, yes, you know the one with the amazing. where currently well, here. I've got that the vinyl, the, yeah, yeah. and I got a record player a couple of years ago. Yeah. So put it on for old times. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can put it on when you're editing this. I will. <laughs> I will think of you always. <laughs> What's your favourite Scottish word or phrase? I just I really like all of them. Like, like the word I like the words that we use. Yeah, I like that. Like, uh-huh. um. Some really funny ones have came up because, like, it's quite hard to think of one maybe on the it spot. But like, people have said ones, and I'm like, oh, what, yeah. like, oos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ogster. <laughs> I was doing calamity, Jane. I remember, and there was a move where the everybody to throw their hand, yeah. their arms out, and yeah. we called it Oakster magic. <laughs> <laughs> that is now my favourite word. Oakster magic. Oakster. Oakster. I think it's got. It's got I think it is. It has to be. Aye. It'd be interesting to know if people know what it is. Oakster. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah, actually. Oakster is definitely. Uh, I do like that. It's yeah. So weird, isn't it? I've not heard that for ages, actually. <laughs> is that a thing? I didn't make that up. People. No, it's. Ask, I'm sure my dad would probably say that. Yeah. Oakster. Oakster. Aye. Your Oaksters where it come from? <laughs> That's mental. <laughs> We're going to need to look that up yeah, now, aren't we? Um, no, there's, there's been some corkers, actually, and I'm like, hi. And I probably, like, there's ones that I'll use. And you yeah. use them, you don't even realise yeah. you're saying you're it. Saying it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Until maybe you're with someone who's not Scottish. Yeah, like, what did you just what say? That? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. Right, we'll go with a more profound one at the end. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm actually, if I'm being totally honest, I made this question for you. <laughs> if you had one piece of advice... Right for your fellow mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. what would it be? I think um, it would definitely be to believe in yourself. Um, I think that that's like the whole thing you said about do you, you know, you do you and I'll do me, that's just such an important message, like to just be confident, and it's not easy, but to take steps and to work towards being comfortable with who you are and whether that starts with you being neutral because you're currently not comfortable until you you eventually find that comfort because looking outwards to other people and comparing yourself whether that's your parenting skills how much weight you can lift what you do at the gym how you eat how you speak how you look what you wear it's that's always going to bring you unhappiness because you're always going to see things it's the thief of joy, isn't exactly, it? Comparison, exactly. that's what they say. So I think, like, um, just being able to help people find that love for themselves or that, like, inner comfort is something that's so important to the to the brand and to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would definitely be one of my biggest pieces of advice is just believe in you, be you, and be so, like, be your own champion. Mm. Like, create your own hype. 
you know, put yourself forward, like, and don't feel like you've got to stand back. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Bra and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now. <laughs> love it. I love it. On that note, yes. thank you so much for doing this, Lindsay. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm sure so many people will thoroughly enjoy listening to this. And um, my you, <laughs> no, it's dulcet as mine. They've had to listen to me for whole seven episodes. <laughs> but thank you so much, and I wish you all the best with thank Strong Like a Mother. Thank, thank you. So you. Much.